What's up, my friends? My name is Les Thomas, and I'm representing Brand Squad Podcast. We are here with the amazing, dope, just killing it on the track, you know, my girl Tori Ortiz. What's up? What's up, y'all? My name is Tori Ortiz. I'm a senior this year at Oklahoma State. I'm a sprinter on the track team, 22 years old, and I'm studying applied exercise science, strength, and conditioning with nursing prereqs. Oh, so you just like, you just trying to do everything. You out here trying to kill it in these streets. That's the goal. You got to be successful on the track, in life, and in the classroom. Hold on. Just say that again. You got to be successful on the track, in life, and in the classroom. Message. Hey, (laughs) that's a message to everyone. Like, you know, you're more than just your sport. You're more than an athlete. And the reason we have you here, because we want people to get to know Tori. Who is Tori? And uh, what you love to do, what you like to do. So let's start off with your childhood. Tell us a little bit what it was like growing up outside of Chicago. I'm actually an only child. And I was mm. the only kid in my like my immediate family for 10 years. So I didn't have any cousins. And I grew up, I was born into like when my aunts were still in high school. And same with my uncles. So I was kind of raised by like teenagers. So I okay. feel like I was just surrounded by a lot of love, but a lot of fun. Yeah, and so, so they like- had me bumping in the car seat at like two years old. <laughs> They did. Yep. I love they that. Did. So like it's like it sounds like it's a um um like a like that's your tribe. Collectively several people raised you. Yes. Had an influence. Most definitely. So who had the uh like the biggest influence on you out of your in your childhood, out of your family? Uh, that's hard. I definitely probably have to say it. I have three people. Uh-huh. I feel like I can't pick one. Okay, My dad that's cool. that's is safe. one of them because he's very successful. Like in his workplace, and I feel like that pushes me to want to like make good money and be successful. Mm-hmm. My mom, definitely, just as a human being, just the genuine love and care that she gave me, like it made me want to be like that to okay. other people. And then my aunt, she went through nursing school, and she's an ER nurse now. She travels everywhere. She's in South Carolina right now, but just she's kind of my inspiration for wanting to be a nurse if track doesn't work out. Yeah. So that's the village concept. That's what it's about. I, I feel like we are like. The sum of the people that we surround ourselves with. And it sounds like you have some really good people around you. Most definitely. So who was Tori in high school? Like, if I was to go back and and do a survey and ask people when you're in your high school, tell me about Tori. What would they say? I feel like people knew me in high school for track. Like, that was one of the things. I came in my freshman year just very excited. And I came off being undefeated on middle school. But it's middle school. So I feel like it's pretty easy to, you know, do what you got to do in middle school. And then I came in and I won a conference, actually. I won the 200 my freshman year. So I just feel like that was kind of what made me was like, okay, maybe track my workout. Okay. So other than that... um, I was like the leader. We had this thing called Dog Pound, which was like our little high school spirit squad at football games. And I okay. like to be like the leader of things, whether it's leader of that, leader of the track and field program, or just being a role model for people. So, hey, okay. Sound like you got it together. I love That's it. So, cool. you know, uh, leaders, you know, we've heard before that leaders can be made or you're born a leader. Which one are you? Do you feel like. Um, your circle or the the village that raised you help you become a leader or are you naturally a leader? I feel like being an only child, it's kind of a natural thing because mm-hmm. you just, you fend for yourself, you know, it's yeah. like all the time. So it's just me. So I'm used to kind of having to do everything myself and just standing my own ground. So okay. it's easier for me to be like an influence. I didn't, wasn't raised with like another sibling or someone that I lived under or above. So yeah. it's always just been me. So I feel like that leadership quality was kind of just there. Okay. Okay, so now here's here. Let's let's dive a little more. So I was a leader myself, um, but I cannot say that I was a great leader, a positive leader. 
in the beginning in my childhood. So your leadership ability, abilities that you had and have, like, how did you use that? Did you use it like, you know, we're going to ditch class or were you like, no, oh, we need no. to go to class? No, I never <laughs> missed class in school, especially my okay. senior year. My senior year was kind of when I feel like I just was like, all right, we're going to college next year. Let's make sure we have everything together. So, but I actually loved high school. I feel like many people don't like it, but if I could go back and redo high school, those four years, I would. I really? gen- I loved high school. It's just yeah. Batavia is so supportive and it was just fun and just everyone there is just good people. So yeah. I would go back and I would do high school all over again. I think that's super cool because like for many people, high school was a challenge. Yep. Because as you're trying to figure out your identity, who you are. And again, it just sounded like you had a, a, a really good tribe around you mm-hmm. that helped mold you. Most definitely. I wasn't the, uh, the only child, but I was the youngest. My brothers was almost like 10 years older than me. So... It's kind of like the same thing. I had a village concepts, yep. you know. So um, we were talking a little earlier, and you were telling <laughs> me about, you know, that, you know, track at first, you know, track wasn't the first thing that you were involved with. Let's, let's nope. hear about that. So I played softball for probably like 12, 13 years. My dad put me in a little t-ball when I was young, yeah. and um, I did from one team to another team, then to a travel team, to another travel team, to another travel team, to another travel team. Okay. I was on four different travel teams, and then I ended up quitting because I just fell out of love with softball. So do you think it's because you played so long, or you was like, nah, I'm called to do something else? I just think like track was new, and it was fresh, and it was something that I felt like I could be just as successful with as I was with softball. Uh-huh. But softball, like, unfortunately, sometimes when you have bad coaching, yeah. Multiple years in a row, you just fall out of love with it. Yeah. And so going from not necessarily the most loving and supportive coaching staff to someone who just kind of treated you like your their kid, you know? Yeah. Like he was a coach, but he also kind of took on the role as a father figure okay. to all of us. A mentor. And so I just feel like that was nourishing and it was heartwarming and it made me love the sport more. And it made you want to come to practice. Didn't make you dread practice. Didn't make you dread, you know, being there, having to wake up or like, dang, I got to meet. We were excited for me. So yeah. it was when I got to the end for me for softball, like I was just more worried about disappointing people because I had played the sport for so long and my dad was my coach for a long time and he was probably one of the people that I was most scared to tell Mm. that I didn't want to play it anymore but my dad just he's just like whatever you do kid as long as you're good at it and as long as it makes you happy and you think that you can be the best version of yourself I support you yeah and so well I mean we just learned something about you there (laughs) I think I don't think a lot of people knew that you play softball and you know I understand having that pressure of wanting to please your parents mm-hmm. and do well for them and so track like what made you get into track what did someone did you notice you was fast when you was hitting the ball and oh you know what I'm gosh. saying getting it out there on a softball field or <laughs> did you like race someone the homie on the street you know in your neighborhood what made you say okay track I'm gonna try it or I'm good at it and I'm going to do it this literally goes all the way back to kindergarten. We used to play this. We used to play this game called bug catchers, and like there'd be four cones in the gym, and then you'd put on these things, and I was always the catcher, and I always caught the most people. Okay. So I was like, oh, and my gym teachers always be like, oh, you're so fast, you know, like boost yeah. a little five year head old up, <laughs> and yeah. so yeah, there was that, and then I did the fifth grade track meet um, hmm. in fifth grade, and there was that, and then what else happened? And then I used to race my aunt a lot in her yeah. car. She used yeah. to like get in her car and drive and see how fast I would run. Really? Um, yeah. On the side of the sidewalk. And then she'd be in the street and we would just be running. So I think it's kind of cool how life happens, you know, 
sometimes people say it's an accident or divine or whatever, but for you to know that you were going to be good at track, you was put in situations to realize that, you know, I, track is something that I can do. Yeah. And I think that's just really cool that how it happened, because for some people, they would have said, you know what? You showed your leadership by saying I'm going to stop playing softball that my dad wanted me to play mm-hmm. that I'm good at. And I'm going to go do something else like at a young age. That's a, that's really hard to do. So I commend you for that. That's what's up. Thanks. This segment has been dope. All right. We're back with my friend Tori. Hey, you know what? That was an amazing. Thank you for telling us about your childhood and all that. So now we want to dive into the transition from high school to amazing college. So were you being recruited? You know, were they knocking down walls to see you? Did you have a school you wanted to go to? So tell us about going from high school to college. So my main goal, because I knew it was going to be difficult, like switching what I wanted to do my sophomore year and like really deciding what I wanted to go to college for. I just wanted a scholarship. That was my main goal. And that was actually my main goal since fifth grade. We wrote on like these stars in fifth grade that hung from the ceiling. And I put, I want to get a division one scholarship. Let's go. In, so in fifth grade? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Oh, so I had goals from very early. That's another thing that my dad definitely like pushed on me. And yeah. I thank him so much for that. Mm-hmm. But I actually ended up getting injured my junior year. And unfortunately, junior year is like your biggest year for yeah. recruitment. Mm-hmm. And I partially tore my right hamstring first meet of outdoor season. First so, meet? Yeah. I spent all outdoor just sitting and doing rehab. Six uh-huh. days a week was in rehab or physical therapy or just doing... Whatever it was. And then I came back and I was very slow. I mean, I came back for sectionals and sectionals is like what we use to qualify for state. And no, it was just not it. So I actually ended up being a walk on my freshman year to Illinois State. Okay. My dad went to Illinois State and he took me on a visit there and it just literally ended up working out perfectly. I ended up getting the junior day invite and then my dad and I just did a normal school visit there because he pushed on me like, you know, if track doesn't work out and your goals don't work out, I don't want you to not go to college or be disappointed in yourself. So he made me pick a bunch of colleges to visit like any place literally any place i wanted to go that's cool and then he would make me drive there like he was like if you're gonna go here and you're gonna have your own car you're driving one way your dad needed like write out a blueprint for raising the kids (laughs) so he made me drive and i felt like illinois state was a comfortable drive it was only two hours away from home okay and loved the coach loved everything about it and then yeah so i ended up committing there we go so now here's the deal so you go to illinois state and somehow you must have recovered from the injury. Oh, yeah. Like, so tell us about that process of getting, you know, I guess we don't use the word swag anymore. <laughs> but like getting your, your speed back, your strength. Like, um, what was that process like? Because I'm, I'm sure you were a little nervous of it tearing oh, yeah. again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've trained at this place called Get Fast. And they just did amazing things. I mean, you do things like plyos, weights, you can, you schedule an hour session and you do like a plyometric session, backpedal. So you're running backwards on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. Um, you okay. do a forward treadmill session, or I can schedule like block sessions if I wanted to, or yeah. just stuff to work on form. And it really helped me. I ended up actually setting, I think seven school records my senior year come in high on, school. Man, come through. So yeah, I did the indoor 200, 400, 300 and we set the four by two and then I set the outdoor hundred and then I was very close to the 400. I missed it by like half a second, not even. And then we did the four by one and four by two outdoor. Okay. So I got a question for you. So you said you wanted to, you stopped playing softball and you went to track. What was the moment? I'm sure you had a moment where your dad was like, 
Yes, like, <laughs> like, okay. I was a little, I was a little shaky. I was a little worried about you changing sports. But do you have a moment where your dad was like, "Babe, I'm glad that you went to track, or you made a good decision, or anything like that"? It was actually my sophomore year when I ran in the 400 finals in the NBC, and I got second. And he was like. You just ran your guts out, kid. He's like, I'm so proud yeah. of you. And the yeah. times I was running, like, I remember I would talk about those times in high school. And at time, like, Illinois, we're a fast state. But, like, during the time, I think 54 was the fastest for, like, my class level. Uh-huh. And um, I remember thinking, like, oh, I'm going to run that one day. My dad would just kind of look at me like, mm. <laughs> But at the same yeah. time, he didn't know much about track. Like, he was... Okay learning about track as I was doing it. Cause I mean, he knew the game of softball, like inside and out. And yep. so he had to completely like change, you know, a, go to a different classroom and just okay. completely learn something different. So the more I started training, the more I started talking about workouts and track and what was going on, he started, you know, to understand more. And yep. then I just think like, as I've progressed over these four years now, it's just, he's definitely understood more and it's just become more of a reality like okay kid like i remember last year too at conference when i ran 54 like he sent me like text in all caps really? like oh my goodness and i'm so proud of you and so yeah. he's probably my favorite person to make proud because mm-hmm. my mom tells me she's proud of me every day your mama's not gonna like tell yeah. you you can like i don't know you can drink a bottle of water and they're like you're amazing literally you know, but, and same with my grandparents yeah. but my dad he doesn't say it all the time so when like he does say it, it pretty much makes me cry every time got you He's, nothing like yeah. having great support oh yeah so um athletes a lot of times you know they have like a ritual or something that they do uh maybe super you know superstitious about something <laughs> so tell us do you have something where you're like i have to do this every time i have issues when it comes to this okay I'm just, I'm just gonna we want to hear about these issues <laughs> first of all I have to wear, if I, literally, I base my practices and my meets together. So, if I'm wearing this hairstyle Uh at practice and I run and have a good practice, I'm going to think it's because of the (laughs) hairstyle. Okay. So, I wear the hairstyle at the meet. And if, yeah. And if I have a good meet, I'm like, it was the hair. I'm telling you, it was the hair. Wow. I have to, literally, before I go, like the last time when you're at your check-in tent or the check-in area and you go to walk on the track, I have to take a sip of water. Then I have to take a sip of either Powerade or Body Armor. I can't. And after that, I will not touch my drinks again. I always have to wear Nike socks, like the short ones. Uh-huh. Not like the super short ones, but you know, but they the, got a little bit of oomph. Yeah, okay. A little, little bit like ankle. Yes. Ankle. So that I've been trying to break my superstition. This past two weeks, actually, has probably been the best. <laughs> I've been doing whatever with my hair, just throwing it up in a okay. bun. It's been windy outside. Yeah. I come out looking like I was in a convertible on a highway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's just how I've been looking after practice. And yeah. it's just, these have been probably my best two weeks of practice lately. So I just, my superstitions are breaking, but I have issues when it comes to it. <laughs> I could tell like you are serious about, oh, yeah. I have to have that sip of water in Power Aid or Gatorade. Is that what you said? Body armor. Body armor. Okay. Yeah. You got body armor here with you today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Y'all talking about my bougie water way. You got body armor. <laughs> So um, now you're at the amazing, wonderful Oklahoma State University. So tell us about the transition from Illinois State. How did you get here? Well, my coach left. So I'm actually on my third college coach. The guy who recruited me my freshman year left before I even got Mm -hmm. there freshman year. He took a job at a different school. So then I got my coach who came from Oklahoma State to Illinois State. He was a volunteer coach here. So he came to Illinois State. And then after two years, he called me. He was like, Tori, I'm leaving. Leave to go to Oklahoma State. I was okay. Like, oh, I don't know. And it was kind of like that first reaction, like, oh my gosh, okay, he's leaving, I'm leaving. I didn't take any time. It was just thinking off of emotion. Yeah. And so at first I was like, I'm going to leave. And I was very back and forth with it. And then I was like, you know what? 
I'm doing it. And then so I got put in the transfer portal. It was awful because I did it three weeks before classes started. Really? Yes. So it was like I had pretty much a week to get recruited, pick a school, and leave. Wow. Yes. It was very hard. But I run the four. I feel like the four, I started running it more consistently my sophomore year. And it now, what's the four for people that's watching? They may not 400 meter dash. Okay, there we go. Long sprint. Look at them again and tell them again. 400 meter dash. Long sprint. It sucks. I love it though, but it hurts. Yeah. Um, But I started running that my sophomore year because freshman year I was 100, 200, so short sprinter. And okay. then I always ran the four by four. And I was like, you know, I think I might be able to do the 400. I have the height. I'm 5'9. And so I got long mm. legs and I just yeah. felt. More that I could be more strong than I could quick. Okay. And I could be faster for longer than I could for like a short period of time. Because it takes me a while to get to my top end speed. So okay. I just figured uh, hopefully I, 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 I could I have, have more success in the four. Yeah. So I ran the four my sophomore year consistently. And then it just started to come together. And been doing it ever since. But he was like, if you want to be successful in the four and get town like to your dream times, he said, mm-hmm. this coach here. Yeah. Which is true. He said he will get you there. And so I trusted him and yeah. yeah. Boom, here you are. Now, so you went from being two hours away from home to what how what is 11. it? 12, Eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um and and you know, Oklahoma State is like, you know, it's a small town mm-hmm. pretty much. So was that transition tough for you going from um Illinois to Stillwater? I thought it was gonna be, but honestly no. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. It was very easy, actually. And I just think, like, that was my first time that I was away from family in 20 years. Oh, wow. Yes. Like, Illinois, I mean, my family would come up or I had the access to go home whenever I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that here. So, when I got here, I had to grow up. And I had to find who Tori was without, like, family being in the way or, like, hometown friends or anything. Like, I literally had to figure out who Tori was. And I came here blindsided. I've never seen the campus. I didn't meet any of the girls on the team because I transferred in during COVID. So I oh, literally so came here like blindsided, a... never took a visit. Oh, I watched wow. a video. I watched a video of the campus, and that's your yeah. story is like this is true inspiration. Thanks. This is like believing in yourself. Like it's cool that you believe in yourself, and you said I'm a bet on myself. That's what you did when you came. You said I'm a bet on myself, and I'm gonna go to a place I've never been before. Yep. You know, and it was the best decision I've ever made. One hundred percent. It's nothing else to say after that. <laughs> My friends, we are back with the amazing Tori, and we've learned so much about her. I mean, I mean, like softball. You you wrote on a sign that you wanted to be a you wanted a D one scholarship, and just all this, you know, making it all the way to Oklahoma State University. Now we want to, you know, learn a little bit more. You know, I kind of heard from a birdie that you know somebody is killing it on TikTok. So. Tell us about TikTok. Like, how did you get into it? And what are some of the things that you post? I actually avoided TikTok for the longest time. Like, everyone's like, oh, TikTok this, TikTok that. And I was like, I'm not getting it. I don't want it. And at first, and then one day I got it and I made the most random video. I mean, hmm. when I say random, like random video. And my friend was like, oh, Tori, you showed up in my For You page. I was like, what's that? Okay. And I didn't even know how it worked. And then so quarantine hit and I started making videos Honestly, I don't really know how I blew up, if I'm being honest with you. Like, I don't know what specific video. I'm pretty sure it was my media day picks from last year. Okay. I posted a video of those, and I think I got pretty close to a million views. And then that's kind of when Come on now. I started working with stuff. But I feel like with TikTok, like, you kind of have a brand. 
Like, I got known for my track pictures, so I mm-hmm. tried to base, like, my TikTok, like, as much yeah. as it was on me, try to focus it on track or, like, things that the audience likes. Because that's how you keep your followers and you gain more and yep. you get out there. But really, people like media day pictures. They like seeing you in uniform or videos of you racing or pictures yeah. of you. And then sometimes I just like to see, like, you being you outside of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Dope. I love it. So, it is. Um, do you have, like, what's your, I guess... Most viewed is that the right word? Cause I'm sorry, yes. I'm an old man. So, <laughs> what's your most viewed? Do you know? Yes, it has 5.5 million views. I think 1.7. Say that. Say that again. 5.5 million views. 1.7 million likes. It's a video of like the sound of someone breathing heavy, and I was like, when you're trying to act like you're not tired during the warm up, okay. pretty much, because it's only the warm. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Like you feel so unathletic doing the warm up. You do one right out, and you're like, whew. <laughs> and I yeah. do this for a living. Yeah, that's, that's dope. how it goes. So do you ever, I mean, you know, having that many views, do you ever go out and people recognize you? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I have pictures with people at Rolling Loud. So all the way in Miami, a fan messaged me and was like, can I please take a picture with you? Mm-hmm. So I've done that or even just bars out here like in Stillwater or just being on the Strip or just even places in OKC Yeah. or places even in Norman too. So. So how does it make you feel like, you know? It makes me feel awkward. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I don't like it when someone's like, oh, you're famous. Because I feel like, yeah. you know, I'm just at night after practice, I'm chilling on my couch with my two cats. I don't feel very famous. So, but, yeah. you know, it's neat that, I guess. What's the name of your cats? Prince and Boots. Prince and Boots. Yep. Okay, cool. Like Puss and Boots, but Prince and Boots. Oh, man, I got you. you I got you. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, what do you like to do? Um... In your spare time, like, what's your favorite activity? Do you, what do you do for fun? You watch TV, Netflix? Yeah. Mm-hmm. TV, you like TV, mm-hmm. Netflix. Me and my best friend, Nikki, literally just binge movies okay. and TV shows. Like, I'm a very chill person. I okay. don't, as much as I like to go out, we go out to eat. That's literally all we do. We either go out to eat and we're getting appetizer, main course, dessert, Mm-hmm. All that every single time bills literally always over eighty dollars. It's so funny, <laughs> but it happens yeah. every time, never fails. Yeah. Or we're just chilling in the house. I'm a very laid back person, but I like to have fun. Like over summer, aside from training and stuff, is I feel like when I go out the most, just because I'm not in season, and so mm-hmm. I'll go home or I'll go on vacation. Like I did a girls trip last year, um, or I'll go see family or other. So you're really serious, like when you're in season, oh, it's yeah. about. Making sure you're conditioning and you're taking in the right things. Mm-hmm. So you take that really serious. My daily schedule is pretty busy. I'm very tired by the end of the night. So I'm actually very excited to go home and just relax. And then for me too, during season, I back off social media more than I would when I'm in summer. So whether that's Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, or something like that. But I feel like I still try and keep a healthy balance to where like I can keep my followers and keep people yeah. engaged with me. So. Yeah, because like people, it's all about... They forget what you did yesterday, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Hey, um, we're going to go into this segment of this or that. But be right before that, though, I want to ask you, like, so after track, so when you leave Oklahoma State, like, what's next for you? Um, do you want to go further in track? Mm-hmm. And then when track is over, um, what do you see? Your, what do you see yourself doing? I feel like I have like three different options. I'm affiliated with Team Puerto Rico, so if you look up my World Athletics page because I'm Puerto Rican, I'm okay. not, like, if I go to compete for Olympic trials or for, like, a meet that's not for 
like the collegiate level, I'll wear a Puerto Rico uniform. Okay. So I won't no. wear a USA. So if I can run for them, I really want to try and break their 60 record or just even go for like a national record for them. Mm-hmm. Like that's definitely a goal I'm working towards. Other than that, I want to be a nurse. My aunt inspired me to be an ER nurse, really. And okay. I got my CNA when I was in high school. So I've been a certified really? nursing assistant. Yeah. Since I was 18. So I typically work with that in the summer if I can. But it's really hard to find one where they just take you for the summer. Okay. They want you, you know, that's like a job. Yeah. You stay working and you work consistently. So there's that. And if not that, I would love to go back to my high school and coach okay. or just coach track. Mm-hmm. So those are my three plans. I think it's always important for us to give back, especially when you mm-hmm. have, you know, reached goals that you have reached and you got other goals. I think it's important to go back and help those kids realize that they can hit their goals, too. Most definitely, especially because like a lot of girls message me on Instagram, like, how do I get recruited or what times do I need to run? Or these are the times or what Uh are training things like just to be able to give back to people who have supported me on my journey and to just be a mentor and a coach for them is something I would love to do. Okay, well, speaking of goals, no, don't look at my paper. (laughs) Speaking of goals, we're going to see how many this or that you can get. Okay. And I I think I'm going to go ahead and, you know. Oh, my gosh. Now, here's the thing. This is special. Not too many people get to do what what's about to what's about to transpire. What's about to happen doesn't happen often. So these right here, if you ever want to know how do I do what I do, the power is in the glasses. <laughs> so we're gonna have Tori put these glasses on. Oh, I have to wear you? this. Is so exciting! Yeah, here we go. You feel that energy though? I do. Let's. Hey, you look good I'm in ready. them. All right. So this or that, we're gonna go really fast okay. and see how many you can answer in thirty seconds. Okay. Whatever comes to the top of your head, you do it. You're competing against other um, athletes that's doing the same thing with our podcast. So let's see how many you can get. Okay. You ready? Yes. Nike or Adidas. Nike. Snickers or Twix. Twix. Netflix or YouTube? Netflix. Phone calls or texts? Phone call. Michael Jordan, LeBron? LeBron. Passenger or driver? Driver. Catcher, I mean, ketchup wrench? Ketchup. Night or morning? Night. Passenger or driver? Driver. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Dogs or cats? Cats. Dinner, breakfast? Dinner. Rich friend, loyal friend? Loyal. Laundry dishes? Laundry. Cars, trucks? Cars. Pen, pencil? Pen. Pancake waffles? Pancake. All right, so it's been an amazing time, you know, with our new game day host. You can see she's rocking the orange glasses. Tori, your story is amazing. I think you are amazing. I think you have the ability to inspire generations. Thank you for sharing your life. You don't have to do that, and you told us a lot about yourself. So I think it was super dope that you did that. Now, tell us how the people can follow you, all your social media handles, how they follow you on Instagram, TikTok. Let the people know. Instagram is tortz.29. TikTok is tortz43. I think that's what it is. I'm pretty sure it's tortz43. And Twitter is tortz2z's with 43. But thank y'all for the support. And thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And go Pokes as always. Go Pokes. My name is Les Nevertheless Thomas. You have been, um, your last 30 minutes has been... Uh, you know, I don't know, saturated with amazingness from all the way from God's country, Stillwater. Have a great day.